Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. It's a Dapper Devil production, see? All right, hello everyone, and welcome to another episode of Glee Aggressive. My name is Karina Stokes. My name is Ian Brodsky. And friends, we are here today to discuss season four, episode five. Uh, in my notes, I wrote that we were still on season three, maybe like wishful thinking uh, of Glee. Yeah. Um, entitled The Role You Were Born to Play. This originally yes. aired November 8th, 2012. Ian, how many times when you were writing this did you spell roll like the bread? Because I did it at least um, three times. <laughs> I don't think I did it at all because I don't think I wrote the role a whole lot, oddly enough. When I was, like, Googling, like, the Wikipedia of it so I could have my, like, reference points up, I kept writing roll like the bread. See, that happens to me when I'm talking at my survival job because mm. like your position is also your role as oh. it would be when like you're in a play yes. um so that's when i get confused for some reason um i never said i was perfect and is there a role you were born to play oh my god thank you so much for asking karina <laughs> why um yes um so I know we said it at the end of the last episode. Yeah. I do think I'm born to play Mike in a chorus line. That yeah. is my dream role, what have you. But I wrote down a couple others because I'm so glad I you am... anticipated this question. Well, y- you threatened it last time, so. Oh, good. I'm consistent. <laughs> um, so just wrote a couple. Both Jack and the baker in Into the Woods. Yeah. Um, I don't know if I'm born to play that, but I'm definitely dying to play that. Yeah. Um, I was once looked at in my face and told you know who you are your mother's younger brother from ragtime and i said great mm, yes which i love absolutely famously it's on the list. starring leah michelle so yeah the you know, exactly um the other one is seymour from little shop i get told a lot that i am a perfect seymour i will take it dying to play it yep. this is this is also just an excuse for me to be like hey i'm available hire me <laughs> what i'm kind of noticing here Ian is, you could maybe describe yourself as a Jonathan Groff type. I'll take it. Like, I, yeah, sure. You could play. And the final one. You could play Frank in Merrily Roll Along. When I see it, I will let you know if I agree. Although, really, Um, I think you'd be more of a Charlie. Which is the Daniel Radcliffe role? Yes. Sounds right. Um, And the final one that I put down, and this is both the manifestation kind of thing that I'm putting out there, Mm -hmm. um, and me being... I guess a complete narcissist now. Love, I love really, that. I would, I really want to play Tom in a musical adaptation of Five Hundred Days of Summer. Yeah, you're right. That is just you trying to like put it like, like manifest it like it's the secret. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Now, have you thought of any roles that you're born to play, Karina? No, I thought about okay, it as good, I because watching this I... episode. Did you write some down? I thought of them for you. Oh, bless! Because I was and, like, I've never heard of a, I've never heard of any musicals ever. As soon as I thought of it, <laughs> and I recruited the help of one Jenna Kate Karn Manasoff <gasps> to help me out. Bless. So bet- between the two of us, we came up with a little list. Um, Natalie and Next to Normal. Yeah. This this might be going back a little bit, but I see it. Lydia in Beetlejuice. Moon. Janice in Mean Girls. Mm. Um, I of course wrote. Uh, Becca in a Pitch Perfect musical adaptation. <laughs> Obviously. <laughs> um, and then the final one that, like, I think is a very high compliment is I think you would be an excellent Baker's Wife and in Into the Woods. Damn. That yeah. is, that's a big one. I know. Like, God, I miss theater. I see it. Right? Uh, Natalie in Next to Normal is, like, the most spot on because her yeah. songs in that fucking slap. Oh, 100%. I asked Zach, I was like, what roles are you have, he thinks he was born to play, and he uh, came up with nothing. Um, so, I was like, you know what, fair enough. <laughs> Aww. All I could think about was the time that um, a former classmate of ours was doing one of those Facebook tag things, where he's like, I'm going to cast this musical and tag these people on Facebook, and someone was cast as Gaston that 
then cast Zack as his LeFou. And Zack was pissed about it. So here's the thing. I was finished watching this episode. I'm like, they never, like, why did they name it this? Because there's Thank not you. really any discussion of, like, there's a little bit of, like, Unique and Marley being like, we need these roles. But they don't really expand on that with anyone else. Agreed. That's what I assumed it to be. Also, up top, no Rachel in this episode. Yeah, no Rachel or Kurt. We do not visit New York right. at all this episode. It's right. the first episode we do that. And some people were like, is this a return? Like, we're not going to do that? No, I'm pretty sure we go back. We see them, like, next episode. Um, right. Also, here's a fun, fun little housekeeping fact. Because I was lacking my hands for a lot of this episode, I tried a new method of note-taking where I, like, downloaded a transcription app. I paid money for this, which I regret doing, and I will probably cancel it shortly after. But it means oh, my no. notes are wackadoo. Like, I can't wait. So I, I just finished. I watched the episode, like, less than an hour ago, so most of it's fresh. But some of these, I'm like, what's happening? I watched it a week ago. Okay. And then we rescheduled, so I then watched the first half of it again today. Nice. So we'll see, we'll see what I remember. Well, I can tell you where we start off. We start off at a tire shop. Yes. Kurt's dad's yes, tire shop. Yes, after a glee cap of, um, yes. everyone's broken up now. It's a bummer. Uh, yeah, everyone's sad. Whatever. We're in the tire shop. Yeah. Artie is like, hi, Finn. It's me, your friend. Um, yeah. He makes a joke about feeling comfortable in a tire shop, which is right. moderately funny. Yeah. Um, and then he's like, Finn, you're my hero. And I'm like, Why? We we very quickly go right back into hero chicken, like yes. leader chicken. Yes. Like, this is once again reminding us that Finn is a capital L leader, and he forgot about that for a few months, and this is us being like, no, but remember who you are, you're a leader. Um, This scene annoyed me, and a review I read shortly after like echoed that, of like Finn being like, everything sucks, but it's like, my guy, you've got, like, a pretty good job uh, in a town with friends. Like, you're yeah. on the... You're doing... Okay, yes, I'm sorry your girlfriend broke up with you. Um, but right. to be fair, you did ghost her for four months or something. That is very so, much true. So, uh, like, maybe it's just, like, the disillusionment of the capitalistic society we live under. But I was like, dude, that's a pretty good blue-collar job. You've got some good skills you're developing. You could be saving money. Yeah. There definitely was a moment where he was thinking, oh, maybe I just won't go to college and I can run the tire shop at the time, I think it was with Bert. And it was like, yeah, you seem to be good at this. You have a bit of an affinity for this. Why not try that, my dude? And right. I think it's good that he's doing that. Yeah, because presumably Bert's off doing politics. So, like, this yeah. could really be a good opportunity for Finn. But he's like, no, nah, no, nah, everything sucks and I'm a sad, dirty boy now. Yeah. <laughs> and Artie's like, you know what will help you? The power of theater. <laughs> yeah, so I heard about what was in this episode, not specifically this episode, but, like, the events that happened to happen in this episode. Mm -hmm. Did not think these would happen this quickly. Yeah. Yeah, here they are. First of all, does Artie have any say and power in being like, you can just come do this. You can come, uh... I, uh volunteer i mean i guess it's I fine guess. if they're not yeah i guess it's fine if they're not paying him and figgins. i feel like you can't you have to get like permission to enter a high school though like um you can't just like waltz in it like you need to have permission to you can't just let random adults into high school sure yeah and um, i know he's like an alumni so there's like a known quantity but i feel like someone had to be like principal figgins uh Finn we is cool? going to come. Yeah, is this fine? He doesn't even have, like, a visitor's tag on. That's a good point. And that was, like, one of the small details that bugged me throughout this. Of being, like, he's sure. just here wandering the halls. Right, um, as if he never left. Oh, also, at some point, Finn makes a joke about hoping that one of the cars will fall and crush him because he's so depressed. And I'm like, that's yeah. a really dark joke to make to the kid in the wheelchair who I'm pretty sure we find out did lose the use of his legs in an automobile accident. So. Yeah. Don't do that. Read the room, buddy. I feel like that's the crux of this uh, scene. So, going on, uh, we, we're at the hallway. Sam is signing up for auditions, but Blaine is, like, too, like, theatrically sad. And they bring He's this up. full of ennui. It is full of ennui. 
he's just kind of like po- not positing but he's just like kind of dramatically monologuing about how like kurt was his soulmate and he messed that up because they were going to like retire in provincetown and yep. like open an artist colony and sam is like it's fine <laughs> Sam is like, I know what all those words mean except for Provincetown. Um, right. And Lighthouse. Yeah. This is my favorite fucking thing. Because basically, yeah. the writers were like, shit, there's no way they wouldn't cast Blaine as Danny, right? Like, look at him. Everything about Darren Chris would be perfect to play Danny. We need yeah. to write something to be yes. to figure out why he wouldn't be the lead. He's a senior. He was the lead last year. He's perfect for this role. We need to do something to get Blaine out of the running. Let's just make him so sad <laughs> that he's like, yeah. I'm not in the headspace to play Degrees. Right. I can't play Danny Zuko's truth. Right. Like, but the, the thing is, like, that was not bad writing to me. Like, yeah. I could totally see, like, a high school senior being like, I am just, I can't artistically do this. Yeah. I am not in the headspace. I apologize, madame. I, and then... Frankly, we get to what I'm going to say is the high point of the episode. <laughs> really? This, Ian. Ian. Okay. okay. Uh, we then cut to Darren Grizz. So, so, so sad. Uh, and so, his so mustard sad. pants singing <laughs> Hopelessly Devoted to You. Yes. From the seminal classic Grease. Yes. Ian, I listened to this three times in my car ride home yesterday. <laughs> I knew we were getting to this point, and I was like, I don't even care. I'm going to watch it soon. I'm, I'm ready. <laughs> back to back, baby. How long is your commute? 30 minutes. So it okay. was only, like, not that much time of my commute. Sure. I listened to a lot of other things, too, but I did go, like, let's crank it. This is, hell yeah. I mean, he does. I love this cover. He does a great job with it. He does a great it. job. He, it's an excellent cover. Yeah. But what was a little weird was just him kind of, like, hanging out on the bleachers. And, like, the core. Okay. <laughs> Zach Woodley had to choreograph Blaine walking through the football field, yeah. singing this song with all of his blussy put into it. Yeah. And gross, but yes. In the back, I'm sorry. I know. Um, also, like, definitely, definitely a, a fad from like six months ago. My bad. Um, We're nothing if not but, six months behind on the. On the exactly. Um, and while he's sadly singing this, walking through the football practice. There's just cheerleaders tumbling around. Yeah. Football players lifting each other up and throwing each other across the field. Loved it. It is, it is packed to the gills with activity. And Darren Chris just like almost like committing, uh, tr- con- trigger warning, sorry, just committing like an Anna Karenina suicide almost by <gasps> walking into all of this. Oh, you didn't even hit upon my favorite part, which is when he's sitting on the bleachers, sadly singing, and they keep cutting down to the football field to just show us straight couples. <laughs> They're just like, show straight couples that we don't know. It's and like, here's mean. a random football players and cheerleaders who we don't know and never have seen just holding hands being like, here's a sad gay man. And some straights. And happy straights. For your pleasure. <laughs> as this a treat. is relatable, right? Yeah. Right. You could have one High straight school. couple as a treat. Um, <laughs> saying that, loved it. 10 out of 10. Great cover. He does a good job. And then we cut to him like totally. auditioning with it. And they're like, fuck yeah, you're great at this, Darren Chris. Yeah. You're I like so that they're good. also like, man, that was a great Sandy song. But of course you're going to be Danny, right? And, and then he's like, I cannot. I can't. I simply can't. But I guess I could play. The Teen Angel. Perhaps. He's only in one scene. I can muster enough right. for that. But I'll do it. Oh, and also there's a cut to him sitting sadly in the choir room with this big-ass gay scrapbook he's made of Kurt. <laughs> yes! That is just, like, not even a photo album. It is a scrapbook. I thought it Someone was a yearbook at art. first. I did, too. And then I was correct. like, hold on. That's a lovely arts and crafts scrapbook <laughs> that they made together? That was a project. Do you think, like, they swap scrapbooks? Like, this one's full of Kurt, and Kurt has one full of Blaine, and that was their, like, going away pleasant... Absolutely. They did a nice scrapbooking session. I imagine that while uh, Blaine is looking at this one, sadly, Kurt is, like, burning his a la rent so they can get some heat in their apartment. Also, this is where we learn that Beast is back and that um, Adina Porter is in this episode, and I got really excited. Um, So... We cut to Finn being like, I can't, I'm not even cut to, like, Artie's like, say something, Finn. Yes. And Finn's like, great job, bro. And after all of Darren Chris's, like, monologue part two, Finn's like, 
I can't do this. I thank you for your, like, empathy and sympathy or whatever, but no. And Finn's like, or uh, Artie's like, I thought you'd say that. So I brought in the cavalry, and it's Mike Chang to choreograph, and Mercedes all the way from L.A.? Yeah. To be the vocal director? This was confusing for a lot of reasons, because first of all, typically musicals take a good amount of time to put on. How long is Mike in town for? Right. Like, is they, he gonna... Right. He, is he on leave from the Joffrey Ballet School? Right, because that's like, where is that? Is that... New York, I think. I I feel like he was in one that was in Illinois. I mean, I guess it is like vaguely November, so he could be on a break, a, but... A break. God knows what break. I mean, Mercedes presumably can come home whenever she wants. Oh, right, yeah. She, But yeah, she came home from L.A. for this. For this? Right, for this. We cut to uh, Will and Emma, not not in therapy, but in Beast's office. Welcome yep. back. We have this. Uh, we have Emma's point once again. Will thinks I'm going to drop everything and play the 1950s housewife, and my dreams will be secondary. And... Beast responds with a lot of football points, and Will yeah, and Emma are it's like, just sports." Okay. And then, and it's Beast is like sports terms, and Will's like, "I understand. Let's take a timeout. I too know sports words." Right. <laughs> Meanwhile, he's cutting off Emma at every point. Oh, I hate imaginable. Will this. this sucked. This oh yeah. Is Will being like, mm, "But my dreams, Emma. I'm sorry I wasn't listening to you. Let's still do what I want, though." Yeah, like, when he, even when he apologizes, he's like, let's start from scratch. And do what I want. <laughs> Truly, and Emma's clearly like, okay. Yes. And Beast, Beast clearly clocks this. Yes. Okay. The next part was my high point of the episode. Okay. Which was, they're talking about, like, if Darren's, uh, <laughs> Darren, if Blaine is not going to be Danny, who's yeah. going to be Danny? What about Sam? Well, Sam is dead set on Kanicki, and they cut to him saying, Grease Lightning is my ringtone, and I once got uh, knocked out by a car door so I can recreate that reality. One, great casting. Yes. Two, this is the energy of one of our dear friends, Sarah Bolton. Yep. Like, I would who not... I think would be a great Kanicki. Um... Who would be an excellent Kanicki, but I also feel like I've heard her say all of these words, maybe in that string, In that order, yeah. In that order. <laughs> I also love, like, again, any writing they had to do be like, why would our seniors not be? How can we find a plausible way to introduce a new cast member uh, this episode? Right. All of our seniors and previous cast members had to have an excuse to not play Danny Zuko. Right. And then their whole thing is like, who's going to be Sandy? Also, Joe won't cut his dreads because he yep. thinks he looks like Erica Badu. Very funny. Yes. And Jacob just won't audition. Um, yeah, Jake Buckerman is like, no, I'm too cool for musicals. Right. And um, that's when Artie's like, well, we've always had this problem with getting dudes. That's why Mr. Schuster went looking for you, Finn. I could have sworn we were going to have a shower scene in this. I could have sworn we were about to go to the shower. It fully sets itself up for that. I was like Mandela affecting myself. I'm like, yes, he meets him in the shower. That's how we do this. But I guess he did that with Sam, and that was once enough. Right. That's true, yeah. But I was like, we can only meet new male leads in the shower. Nowhere else. Oh, no. But instead of in the shower, Finn is just hanging out at football practice. Um, also, when I was, like, re-watching it today, um, there's just a sign in the background that says, Go, 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 go. That's what you do in sports. <laughs> you go, 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 go. <laughs> you're not playing football <laughs> if you're not going, going, going. Gone. Yes. Um, so he's like, what's good, Beast? And Beast is like, man... But you're one of a kind, Finn. I wish you still believe that. You're going through the biggest change of your life. He'll get back there. Enter Ryder Flynn. Okay. Ryder Lynn. You were close. Oh, I thought I honestly just assumed that I misspelled it. You're... It doesn't matter. Here's the thing. I have to... Oh, because Flynn Ryder. Yeah. Nice. Okay, you had a good reason. Thanks. I have to do a little insert mini podcast within a podcast for the moment. Um, Let's do it. So, Ryder Flynn is played by Blake Jenner. Ryder Lynn? Yes. Thank you. Fuck. <laughs> Blake Jenner, um, who is, welcome to our recap of uh, the Glee Project season two, because he, this man is the one, is the guy who won the Glee Project of oh. season two. Um, okay. Oh, because we didn't get to do that. We didn't get that. to do the recap of that. So, right. Uh, let me do the same thing I did to you last time. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. 
Yes, I please. I should have been more prepared. Oh, by the way, I looked it up. Mike Chang went to the Joffrey Ballet in Chicago. So okay. I'm sure that's true. Fair. So yes, as you recall, Ian, the Glee Project was a... The Glee Project was an o- Oprah Network reality show where Ryan Murphy was like, I'm going to find someone else to write about for Glee, and they will win. And that is who brought us Joe Dreadlocks and Irish uh, Rory. Yes. Um, Rory, who d- did not get to stick around, and Joe, who has apparently extended his contract long enough to get to be in the background. And Alex Newell, right. who did not win, but has somehow got on the show. And so Blake mm-hmm. Jenner was the winner of season two. I'm going to send you a picture right now of the cast of season two. And I just mm-hmm. want you to see if you notice anything, perhaps, that would maybe stand okay. out in this cast. Okay. So, like you said, it is... Oh, Allie, Allie, uh, Tony Award winner, Tony Award winner, Allie Stroker. It was in this That's cast. Right. That's and right. And she got beat by this white man. <laughs> America. Ryan Murphy's The whole point of the project is I want to find people who are interesting as people and I can write stories based around their lives. Not like, I'm not necessarily looking for talent or like just being good at singing. I want, it's all about being a good character. And Okay. Yeah, no, let me hear your thoughts. This photo you sent me is giving, please come to my BFA musical theater showcase from insert Ohio musical theater conservatory here yes because it is just a slew of white folks wearing like casual plus one dude with like streaks red streaks mm-hmm. in his hair yep and like maybe three or four people of color yeah also all the people of color have like extra things about them like the one black man in this cast was also blind so they were like really gonna end up uh, great the the person sitting like right below them uh was also trans mm-hmm. so like they had oh. they had ryan murphy had so much to work with and the final people his final three were ali stroger that's yeah great t- for future tony award winner and then this other right. girl whose name is um oh it's aelin i think uh who is like a part turkish part muslim woman um who okay. like had a whole like plot line about like being a muslim in america and Ryan okay. Murphy said, I see this wonderful final three. I think, though, I'm going to go with the straight the white, dude. white dude to be my winner and put on my show about exciting individuals. Okay. And that's how we get Blake Jenner, who also would end up married to Melissa Benoist. Um, yes. And then I did see get that. divorced because she uh, accusing him of uh, domestic violence. Oh no! So, not a oh, stand. Oh yikes! Yeah, big yikes! Big yikes! Oh they bummer! No yeah, so sucks all oh, around. No. Ryan Murphy, take the L there, bud. Bad choices. <laughs> but whatever, we have to. We're stuck with him. Here he is, straight white male. Yeah. With more Justin Bieber hair, as they point out. Right. Yeah. It, and there's um, a lot of this where they're like, "Ooh, we really had a Sam character, and then we sort of took Sam into a different direction." We'll just polish off that original Sam mold we had and give it to this guy. Yeah, 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 that's it. No um, one will notice. Hey, can I copy your homework? Yeah, just change it a little bit so they don't know it's a... <laughs> right. So they can't tell. Just change the hair color. Yep. Um, and, like, we enter this kid because he's off not practicing and just instead breakdancing. <laughs> um, and, Beast, and Beast and Finn are like, what about that guy? And Beast is like, well, he's got a lazy streak. Um, he's kind of at, like he doesn't really focus. Um, and Finn's like, do you think we can turn him around? And Beast is like, maybe if he has the right leader. Mm-hmm. Bum bum ba <laughs> That's the Finn bat call. Yeah. <laughs> um, we then cut to a bonkers scene. Oh my god. Um, this from from the jump. So Wade enters into the girls' room, and Marley's like, hey. I don't think you can be in here. And Wade's like, I sit down to pee. And I'm like, that's not the same thing. Everything about this sucks. Like, I'm sure this probably didn't play this badly um, at the time. But it right. it plays really badly now. Right. And it would be one thing if Wade, as like a trans like identifying person, was using a bathroom that unique 
like that right. that aligns with the gender of unique and this was happening there and unique was saying i, I know i'm trans i know this is a long shot but i want to play rizzo right and that's the whole crux of the scene is unique wade wants to play rizzo yes um because any male role would feel as foreign as marley playing danny would yeah. be the problem I am having here is they can't seem to decide if Unique and Wade is a drag queen or trans, right? Because mm-hmm. at one point Wade says like they just see me in drag as like when I do drag like he refers to joke. it as drag, like right. But then later he has this conversation with Finn about being like you know I don't feel like myself in my body, and he never says. They never say the word transgender. They do throw around gender right. confusion a lot, which, Ugh. yuck. Yuck, yuck, yuck. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, it seems like the show did not care to research what they were doing with Unique. They were just like, you know, mm-hmm. you know how sometimes I think that's a great point. people yeah. have feelings on their gender, and you're like, yeah, I guess, but <laughs> do you um, understand what you're trying to do here? And... Sue, like, sort of soldier-like, opened the stall door, which was very funny, and then it immediately got very not funny. Yeah. Kind of goes on this transphobic rant, um, and Marley even calls her out. Sue's like, I can say anything I want. I'm Sue Sylvester. And it was funny that she had trouble coming up with a a mean nickname for Marley. That was the only funny part, is that at one point she's just, like, stunning face, blue-eyed girl. and you're like yes like marley is literally so perfect that even sue is like damn it you're just so pretty which like that's a that's a cute thing to see i like that um but marley and unique will not be deterred so for their again joint audition you can't just do that you can't just do that fuck you can't walk into an audition for greece sing a pop song with your friend with your friend and even if even if you were to sing a pop song, a pop song that's from six months ago at this point. Yeah, this was a My Hero song for me. I heard this song a lot during the pizza serving era. Yes, yes. Not one of my favorites. No, I think Pink has better songs. Yes, Pink definitely has better songs. It's not an appropriate song to audition for Sandy with. Right, so, especially as a duet. Yeah. The, the thing I'll say about this episode is that the casting is pretty spot on. Like, yes. that there, I saw that as that Sandy and Rizzo. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, wh- what is my note now? What's it say? Um, okay, so now Fint is going full creepy shunter and just walks up to the new kid writer. Oh, Schuster. Schuster, I, yeah, I, there you go. Yeah. Yeah, he, um, he tricks a teacher into leaving study hall, walks up and is like, studying in study hall? Wow. Hey, I hear you. And writer's like, yeah, I actually really need to study. I'm doing not doing very well in school. Uh, so it's really <laughs> important to me that I gotta keep my grades up or else I can't play football and Finn is like, have I got the solution for you? Join Glee Join Club. Join another club. And Ryder's yeah. like, I don't see how that will help me. And <laughs> and he's like, he's like it, ha- it worked for me. He's like, I know. Start small. <laughs> Just join the musical. Because yeah. ev- everyone We need a Danny. Ever, we need a lead. Everyone who's ever done a theater production knows uh, being in a musical really only affords you more time to do homework right. and focus yeah. on your studies. It's not like it takes mm-hmm. away every hour of your day somehow nope why 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 would you think that that's ludicrous it's not like they sell merch that says i can't i have rehearsal on it oh my god (sighs) that's another podcast um uh he uh, he and uh what's his name writer yes is like but i don't sing and finn's like prove it again chicken yeah um auditions are at four we cut to him in class he gets another C minus on a test, and this is Adina Porner's one line. Yes, and it is perfect where she's where writers like, I still haven't seen Dark Knight Rises, and Adina Porter is like, Oh, good. Oh, and it was good. <laughs> <laughs> like Bane was a little hard to understand, but it was good, and like just walks away, and I cackled. Yeah, a, um, a, a Dark Knight Rises joke in this economy. There were several like <laughs> cur- current movie jokes. In this movie and uh, in this episode, and I was like, "Wow, they're really dating themselves time-wise." Yeah, that was very 2012. Yes. We then cut back to the auditorium where Artie's like, 
here's a bunch of jukeboxes. Here's everything I know about them. And Finn's like, oh, well, we should use the one from the 50s, right? And Artie's like, no, no. it's cliche. Well, like, use this okay. one. It's full of 80s rock songs. And this is not... This is literally... They should have just put a title card over this opening scene just to say, like, shoehorning. <laughs> yeah. Um, Artie is, like, walking... Like, he's basically going through, rolling through the scene as opposed to being like... Well, we have this jute box, and it's full of 80s songs that are rock songs. Goodbye. Right. And then Ryder, like, walks in and is like, I've been summoned. He's like, what's going on here? And um, Finn's, and Finn is, like, trying to be, he's doing his best Schuster impression by being yeah. like, yeah, well, when I first, I didn't think I could sing either, but then I just did. Yeah, Ryder also says, like, I'd love to join the musical as long as I don't have to sing. And I'm like, boy, I don't know if you realize... I have a bad news for what you. you just, what you just asked. Also, I, I appreciate that Finn was like, yeah, then it just all came out of me. Mm-hmm. Like a really good poop. He did, yes. That is what singing is like, I assume. You know. Oh, luckily we have all these jukeboxes here. One which has 80s power songs. You look like a classic rock guy. Let's give it a go. And so... They sing uh, Jukebox Hero. Jukebox Hero. And, um, oh, look at that. Ryder can sing. Yeah. Who knew? It's fine. Yeah, then it's like this fantasy of him singing with Finn on drums and and a bunch of... girls dancing in the back, yeah. Yeah. It's very Rock of Ages. It is very Rock of Ages. Guitar Guy is there. Um, Mm -hmm. The song is fine. It is. The song is fine. fine. Uh, Then this kid is like, oh, should I audition? And Finn's like, dude... You, you just, just did. did. Yeah. And you're like, oh, okay. That's <laughs> Like, neat. all right. Sure. Um, cut to the hallway. He introduces himself to Marley. This is Ryder. Ryder introduces himself to Marley. Marley, who still um, has her uh, whiteboard up in her locker that just says, I love my mom, lest we forget. <laughs> I and did in, not catch that again. Fact, I'm s- Ryder's, like, thing is, I love your mom. And, like, wow, right. think of something and, and, Riley, <laughs> and then Marley's like, this is my whiteboard. <laughs> <laughs> Marley has one personality, and it's mom. No, it's two personality oh, traits. It's hat, hat girl, and mom. and mom. She wears a hat, um, and she has a mom, whom she loves. <laughs> right. And then... Um, and has gold in her voice. Yes. Um, gold, or gold in her throat. Gold, yes. Magic in her throat. Yes. Gold in the hills. <laughs> um, it took us so long to get there. Um, this school is terrible with keeping casting a secret, because... He just walks up to Marley and goes, yeah, I heard, like, they're considered, I heard he might be Sandy. Well, I might be Danny. Want to hang? Yeah. Yeah. It seems like the casting process, which has been taking place over several days, I guess, where they're just sort right. of loosey-goosey walking around. Because at one point, don't they, have we already had the scene in the choir room where Finn and the other two are talking about, like, oh. we need to find a Danny, and they literally just assign Brittany Cha-Cha? That's next. Okay, that's next. All right. Well, because before we do that, um, Kitty and Jacob, like, yep. Kitty sees Jacob, Jacob sees them, and Kitty's like, Kitty's just there to be a bully again, of course. So A slightly she, racist bully. Yeah. That, yeah, that was, that was uncomfortable. That was an eek. And then, yeah, and then promptly goes from that at Jacob yep. to... Cutting into Marley and um, Ryder's conversation going, um, hey, I hear you're up for the lead. That's great for you because I know poor people can't have fun. Yeah. And then immediately insults her mom again multiple times over. Says something about, like, you put on this good girl act, but really I see through you. You're just a kiss ass. And Marley sadly walks away. Um and then Kitty just walks away, passing Ryder, going, by the way, I'm single. And it's like, you made zero case for yourself there, sis. No. She really just sucks so much. Yeah. It's like Man, they took this... Sue and was like, we just gotta make her smaller and worse. Right. And racist. And racist. And this poor girl has to just show up to work every day and be like, this is what I'm saying today? Ugh. I guess. All right. Then we get... um. Jacob and Kitty's joint audition. Yeah, because they're like, Kitty's like, oh, I'm going to audition because I want to be the lead. And Jake's like, well, I'm going to audition to make sure you don't kill my girlfriend. Yeah. But they audition together, which again, you can't just do. Correct. And there's never just a band that knows how to play Neon Trees. 
second Yantri song we've heard from Gleam. And it's like, I actually really like this song. And my thoughts on this song is that it was giving like a Grease-like performance. Mm -hmm. And I thought that was a good, I, I thought that fit well. Still not a good audition song. No, for terrible Greece. audition song. Um, this is also where I remember that um, Jacob's mom saves up all her money so that he, uh, he can she can pay for his dance classes because yeah. he can do acro all of a sudden. Yes. Um, they do a great job with it. I actually enjoyed like the song out of context. Um, I thought it put them in a better light of Kaniki and Rizzo. Yes. Yes. I could see them being the main competition for Unique and uh, Sam. Of course, that's not the route they went, but whatever. No. Um, and I thought this was a great Glee Club competition number. Yes. I thought, like, that could have been a sectionals number or something. But no, it's the audition for Grease. Yeah. Oh, and my last note on the song was Quinn would have been a perfect Sandy. Yeah, she would have. But we like, don't... it would have. And of course, like, I could go on and on about, like, bullshit, nerdy, headcanon castings because that's what we did growing up in the yeah, theater. obviously. High school theater communities. But, like, the season three plotline of this would, could have been Rachel versus Quinn for the lead in some way, shape, or form. Did you ever have to audition for, like, high school productions, really? You, we did. I feel like... It was a whole thing for hours. Really? I like, have no memory of ever auditioning for a high school production. I don't know if that's just because I didn't bother to try. Because, again, famously in my high school, anyone could be in the ensemble. I just, right. like, have no memory of being, like, what it would be like to audition for a high school production. Yeah, ours was, like, intense. And not that our shows were, like, that amazing. They were fine. Um, but, like, our directors treated it explicitly like a varsity sport like really they they very much yeah they very much put it in that framing which like i appreciated because i'm a workhorse and i'm competitive and shit but it, there were like initial auditions there was a dance call there were callbacks oh my god yeah That's and for intense. my youth theater which was intense yeah. it was competitive like you sang from the show. You had a dance call. You had a dance callback. You had a song callback. You had a scene callback. Jeez, like it was. That's it, and you had like one, so. reading, right? And like that's that's good preparation though, like because you're like reading with other people and like trying different combinations. It's a whole fucking thing. Um. Anyway, now we get to now we're uh, them planning callbacks. Right, because they literally just say, "Well, Brittany is Cha Cha." We did not see Brittany audition for anything. Who knows if she did? But they're just like right dance i guess britney's offer only at this point yeah just like a mini plot of them being like tina would be so great as jam but she won't audition because mike's here i was like right weird okay yeah also i think she'd be a, a great frenchie yeah um but anyway also already sitting there like well we can't have a brunette as sandy and mercedes was like do you mean like maria couldn't just, be black Maria can't be black yeah and he was like, that was a year ago, let it go. There's and nothing... we're like, no, 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 no. No, there's nothing explicit about, like, there's no plot points about Sandy being blonde. I guess No. the Sandra D song is a little bit like... And also, I think because this, the Grease in this universe mm -hmm. is very much the Grease film and not yeah. the Grease musical. Yeah. Which we see in a few ways, and we'll get to that later, but... Mm -hmm. There have been plenty of brunette Sandys. Mm -hmm. I think Sutton Foster was a brunette Sandy. Laura Osnes was just a brunette Sandy like four years before this uh, episode when they did Grease on Broadway, um, which I saw and which was pretty dang good. So they're like, Artie was like, but look at Kitty. She's a blonde. She'd be great as Sandy. I'm like, that's not good criteria. Um, right. But Finn like puts his foot down and is like, we need to let Unique play Rizzo. Like, right. the voice is there really yeah. wants it and he's like since when are we afraid of doing something different yeah. and Artie's like i like your gumption kid right um, look at you coming out of your shell you're being a leader <laughs> but then we cut to figgin's office where sue is airing her grievances yeah. about casting unique as rizzo um she does at one point say the lubrication of lightning yes was very funny um, um sue has basically just been coming in and being like if you cast unique as rizzo i am going to cause problems on purpose right after being like i gave up my role as principal because i care so much about kids not being bullied but rest assured i will bully this kid if, it's, if you do this that's a great point because i'm sitting there being like 
oh wow she makes a great point like she did actually like include gay uh gay cheerleaders yep. and um de- and step down because no one would deal with karofsky that's yeah. right if her but point also was, your point, point was, i think your point is more right because her point could be like if you do this like other bigoted people are going to come in and really do some harm but her point is i will be a i, I will do i will harm. be the problem if you right. this is a threat from me sue sylvester just because it's a new season and they have to reset the sue to be like i'm evil again and now my enemy <laughs> is a child named finn who's technically legally an adult now but that doesn't really change anything right and at one point she does say this is ohio so yep. you know check point that man this is ohio box we love it um finn puts his foot down again and is like look i'm the director i make the call you can do what you want to me i have nothing left to lose because i've lost my girlfriend my army thing yep i got nothing just because you have had a baby who um is developmentally disabled but he He of course doesn't use that word he He uses a much more offensive word yeah he just throws Um, it in and i will say like it is meant to be like whoa finn you fucked up and you shouldn't have said that and even he is like whoa i shouldn't have said that but like why do it at all it didn't need to be that like i agree is this supposed to be like he said something so messed up that now sue was like well now i have to destroy him because he was so insulting but i feel like i guess it just seemed a little too far yeah they didn't need it oh god also there's a line where figgins is like why shouldn't we let unique play rizzo she's super hot and that was so weird and it was like we don't have time to unpack all of that um no we'll we'll just stick with the fact that unique is in fact not genetically or biologically a a female right that yeah and the show just can't figure out what they're trying to do there and it sucks and it's super weird to have a principal be like i don't know i think that student's pretty smoky i think that student is pretty yeah a certified brick house. Mm, 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 mm. No, no, no. Bad, bad, bad. <laughs> Wild bad way to put it. Wild. Um, wh- who says who says something about Stanley Steamer? Oh. <laughs> um, so we cut to Emma in her office browsing housing listings for DC, and yes. you can tell she's anxious about it because she's like carpets have mold, and yes, that's why okay, that's what it was. Like, Call Stanley Steamer. I'm like, what a weird yeah. plug for Stanley Steamer in the middle of this right? episode. I remember um, laughing at that a week ago, but I'm like, what? But yeah, that was it. And the Beast is basically like, I can tell because of the fact that you grimaced when we were talking about it that you don't want to move to Washington, even though you agreed. Uh, right. If Will is reasonable at all, you should just be able to tell him, I don't want to do this, and he, because he loves you, will be fine with that, which sounds very reasonable. Right. Beast yeah. is also like, they keep bringing up Beast's failed relationship. She's like, the worst, you know what the worst thing in a relationship is? Well, it's hitting. But then it's lying. <laughs> like, right. yikes. That's the second time they brought up Cooter. Like, and to Emma's point, like, yeah, she doesn't want to eat away at his dreams. Like, she, she doesn't want to get in the way of his dreams, which is what Terry did. Yeah. Sure. But no, it's honesty that eats away at a marriage. Um, he loves you. Be honest. You know, it'll, everything will be all right. It's, what I, like, also gets me about this is, like, Will's not leaving for more than, like, a couple months, right? Like, right. it's a long time. It is to be long distance suddenly, I'm sure. But it's not like it's a year. Like, right. it's a couple months. It's right. not the worst for them to be apart for that. I don't know why Will is pushing so hard to need to need Emma there with him. I can imagine that, like, through the filter of, like, a teenager watching this show, mm-hmm. like, three, let's call it three months yeah. seems like an eternity. Right, but really, um, it's like... I'm- it's not that bad. But when you're 30, yeah. you're just like, three months, that'll happen in no time. Kill mm-hmm. me. So, yeah. We cut to Tina's actually here. We hadn't seen Tina up I to know. this point. And Mike is like, hey, I didn't think you'd be upset. And Tina was like, neither did I. Mm-hmm. So they're, they're like, we have to make this not weird. We have to use you. You're so talented. Um, but only as Jane. Yo, she could have been Sandy. But again, justice for Tina. We know this already. Um, so yes, Tina's here now, but only very briefly. We cut to the callbacks. It's all about chemistry. So what's a better song about chemistry than Hand Jive? I love the Hand Jive. <laughs> I know you do. I love it. <laughs> you know, we are all born to Hand Jive, are we not? I, I think that is the great equalizer. 
Anyone can do the hand jive. Anyone. Like, you might not be doing Unless it Unless well. you don't have hands. That's true. Yeah. And, well, you can still do a lot of it. You can do a lot of it, yeah. Um, you can do the arm movement. That's true. Um, I thought one, uh, you're the one that I want would have been a better choice for, like, chemistry or whatever, but you gotta have hand oh, jive. just spoiler alert, Ian. We will not leave this season of Glee without seeing some people perform. You're the one that I want. I believe it. I, of course. But... So this is where Danny, like, this is, like, from the pool from which they're choosing their Danny and Sandy. And which is Ryder, Marley, Jake, and Kitty. Right. Watching this, I thought Jacob should have been Danny. Yeah, he was much better. <laughs> he was. Um, of course, uh, Hat Girl should have been Sandy. Yes. But I thought Riley should have been Duty, because then you could give him mm. those magic changes which is yeah. the best song in the show. I know. See Jordan Fisher singing it in Grease Live. A hundred percent. Absolutely. Um, but they don't. They, they're doing Grease movies, so like right. those magic changes isn't even it, in the... Right. Um, in the wheelhouse. And there was one point where uh, Jacob and Kitty are like shadowed while they do a double cartwheel. They do a double cartwheel! They do a double cartwheel. Like cats! A la cats! Um, they do the Mungo Jerry and, and Rumble Teaser cartwheel. Yo, could you imagine if McKinley High School in 2011 or 2012 was like, let's do cats. I would have loved to see Glee does cats. We would have had a whole episode dedicated to... It would have been like a week long. It would have been uh, it would have been its own saga. But yeah, and uh, but while they're doing the double cartwheel, I'm like, are those doubles? Surely, right? It looked like they cut away and then cut back to like the double cartwheel itself. So it's like it, those, the fact that they're of... in shadow is pretty telling, right? But it was a great theatrical piece. Like, what a fun song! Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. And then like suddenly the whole cast is on stage. They do a lot of the classic uh, grease moves. Like, yeah, where the pulling of the somewhat across the floor yeah jake at one point picks kitty up and like throws her over her shoulder right definitely doing grease again could have been an excellent competition number that's true i would have liked to see they don't do enough theater yeah as, especially uh, like in ohio gr doing grease in ohio it's gotta kill yeah everyone in ohio loves grease yeah it's True. so wholesome, which it's really not, but, like, it is. It right. feels like it's, it should be wholesome. It's the illusion of wholesome. It's, yes. Also, like, Mercedes is singing for part of it, which is fun. Mike does a little bit of dancing. Of course, we'd love we to see that. We always love to see a Mike Che moment. Yeah. We cut to the library. Um, Finn goes to talk to Wade and offers him the part. Hooray. Mm -hmm. um, and it's a sweet scene. Um, this is, this goes back to the whole... I don't feel right as a man, but I can't be accepted as right. a woman anywhere. Um, and it feels like I found my place right here, right now. Great. Yeah, this is the conversation that like they have where it does feel like, oh, Wade, unique, maybe identifies more as trans, not just as a man who does drag. Right. But they still don't really, they don't want to define that, it seems. They seem really reluctant right. to like draw that line for whatever reason. Yeah. Maybe because it was 2012. Yeah, 2012 and on Fox, like... I could see them yeah, it's true. Uh, truly tiptoeing around the idea. Um, but also in 2012, this being like super progressive. Yeah. And Finn does warn him that like, you're going to take a lot of heat for this. Um, yeah. Are you up for that? And Wade says, you know, dreams aren't free. I'll do it. And I respect that. Very much like, honey, you got a big storm coming, but yeah. do what you got to do. All right. Now it's castless time. Oh my god, a slow-mo castless shot. And then they do, like, these hilarious, like, credits reveals yeah. for each one. A la um, Brady Bunch. I loved it. it Finn walks up so dramatically with the cast list, slowly tacks it to the board, and we get to see the reveals of who was cast in, in Greece. It's such high school theater energy. God bless. Um, so, okay, so breaking it down. Sugar is here mm -hmm. to play Frenchie. Okay. Yeah. That that type well. And Joe well. is playing um, Duty. Doty? Yeah. Which, like, fine. He's got a guitar. That makes sense. Sure. He's a guitar boy. Yeah. Um, Tina... As we said, Brittany was assigned to Cha-Cha. Yep. Uh, Tina is Jan, Tina, at some point, must have auditioned, relented and auditioned, and now gets to be Jan. Um, Sam is Kanicki, of course. Good. Uh, yep. 
Blaine is Teen Angel, duh. Mm-hmm. Um, as, re- as he requested. Jake is cast as Putsy. Like the worst of the T-Bird right. roles, really. And in the musical musical, it would have been Roger, which has the song Mooning. And Roger and yes. Jan are the couple there, which is cute. Yeah. Um, and Marley is Sandy. Hooray! Yes. Um, and uh, Ryder is Danny, of course. And Kitty. My other favorite part of this episode is Patty Simcox. Hilarious. And, and she just then like takes a step back and yells, Who the hell is Patty Simcox? <laughs> so and then funny. Her- so good. And then she was like, I prayed so hard about this. Yeah. And Joe, certified teen Jesus, was like, maybe he was busy helping people with cancer. <laughs> you know, that's a good burn, Joe. You... Yeah, coming from Joe, too, is the perfect person Just, to deliver that. Right. Because he's like, you know what? I think God has other things to worry about right. than you being Sandy in your high school musical. <laughs> he's busy. Then Sue walks up, sees the cast list, just glares at Finn. Uh-oh. But... Mm-hmm. We don't get too into that because we cut to the Emma and Shu residence where Emma's making dinner for them, very housewife. Um, and Will is like, did I forget an anniversary? Are your parents here? Will sees that there's something up with Emma. She's just kind of compulsive. Like, it feels like she's yeah, channeling like, her compulsive it, energy into like trying new recipes or whatever. Yeah, and that's what, like, with her house... I feel like they're trying to apply with Emma's stress, and so her OCD tendencies are, like, rising to the top. Right. Which, hence the, like, fear about carpets and the, like, the, the all the cooking and the trying of new recipes. Right. Uh, because she's uncomfortable with her situation with Will. Will sees this, and he's like, something's up, just say it. She doesn't want to go to Washington. She says it. Cool. And this is where I wrote, yeah, Will really has no friends. Um, yeah. Poor guy. Um... She has this great moment where she says, like, I spent three years wanting to be your wife, but I don't know what that means for me to be a wife, to be your wife. Um, but she yeah. knows that she loves her job and doesn't want to go and resent him and then pull away. Because... Yes. And, like, I thought this was, this was a great way to sort of um, put it all in perspective. It's like, I'd rather be far mm-hmm. away and feel close than be close to yes. and feel far away. And I'm like, I That's... really liked that line. I thought yeah. that really... And again, this is when it's like, it's just a few months. Yeah. The way travel works, obviously they can hop back and forth whenever they want. Because right. that's how things work in the Glee universe. It yeah. does not matter. We, we know that the plane budget is just unlimited. Platinum card. There's a magic bullet train that goes all over, so. Could you imagine? Um, yes, they do it in Europe. It's yes, very it's possible. true, yeah. Um, and Will actually understands this, and he admits that, like, we haven't talked about much about like what being a husband means, and it means trust, it means yes. honesty. And for Emma, it's like it's someone to accept me, like I accept you. And they're like, huh? Neither of us said it's about being together every minute. How mature of us! Very mature. So they agree to switch off and uh, get married when Will's back in Ohio. Cool. Yeah. So Will and Emma, like, this is the point of the episode. And I was like, God, they want me to care even a little bit about Will and Emma, and I simply cannot bring myself to do it. I care about Emma. I don't care about yeah. Will. No, I, I really don't care about Will. I care about Emma a little bit. Yeah. But even then, I like her better in, like, a supporting the kids role. I don't really want to know more about her personal right. life. Right. It feels like Emma's a victim of circumstance in this whole thing. Like, she got swept yeah. up in this hurricane, and now she's like, um, shit, well, I'm to here too. Yeah. Um, for our final scene, we have Will and Finn in the choir room. Um, mm-hmm. God, this this scene was so. This was. Bleh. This was so cheese. Yeah. And Finn's like, I just realized I like helping other people's dreams come true, and Will's like, you know what that's called? That's Being called a teacher. Teaching. Yeah. And you're like, and, okay. In this economy, he should stick with the mechanic. And he's like, I'm yeah. gonna miss it. Man, I'm just uh, gonna miss being here, making kids' dreams come true, uh, changing lives, being a teacher. And you know how stuff. I do teaching very well. And Finn's Such like, a good teacher for the. Yeah, at the at this at this teach. teaching institution, and he, he then he unloads on Finn, yep. you know, because they haven't caught up in a minute, and he's like, "But I'll be gone." But you know, the, it's Glee Club, so the mm-hmm. kids don't need a teacher; <gasps> they need a leader. And Finn's like, I'm the leader. That's me. I'm the leader. And he, and he was like, yes, they need you, Finn. Because you don't need to be a certified teacher. At you least, just need to be an adult. Like, yeah, you're doing this job on a technicality. Um, 
At least Will does say, I spoke to Figgins and got permission. (laughs) So at least there's been some confirmation of like, hey. Yes, thank God. Unclear if he's getting paid or not. It really seems like he's maybe not. Um, That he's doing this as like a fun little volunteer gig. Right. And it ends... (laughs) Wait. Someone says... Does it Will say, turn that boy into a man? Probably. Because he's... Because I I just have a note that says... He's like, you should, don't call me Mr. Shoot anymore, call me Will. And you're right. like, ew, gross, no, maybe don't. That's, yeah, that's what the, that's what the note is. And then I guess he says, and turn that boy into a man. Yuck. Woof. Um, and then it ends with, will you take over the Glee Club, Finn? Blackout, before we get an answer, wonder what's going to happen. Bum, 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 bum. Yeah. Uh, there's all, it's not an obvious setup at all. What a ride. Truly. Only... Yeah. Five songs, no Rachel. Five songs, no Rachel. The first, this is literally the first episode she's not been in since the pilot. Wow. Yeah. Well, that was it. And let's talk about yeah. the songs here. Because like I said, there's only five of them. Um, right. So you get to choose one of these hand-picked songs uh, to put on your new iPhone, I think is what we've decided you're on. Um, mm-hmm. And you have it, spend money and have it there forever. Your choices are hopelessly devoted to you. Blow me, parenthetical, one last kiss, which I just realized right. is kind of a funny joke on Pink's part. Um, yeah. Jukebox Hero, Everybody Talks, and Born to Hand Jive. I hate it, but I think I'm going with Everybody Talks. That's fair. Like, a great song out of context, but I just can't... The kitty of it all is just so fucking Yeah, awful. just if, as long as you know, don't think about the fact that Sarah Becca Tobin's lovely, I'm sure. Kitty's just I'm, terrible. I'm sure. Yeah. Uh, mine is obviously uh, hopelessly devoted to you, as evidenced by the fact that I've already been listening to it. Um, it's a good cover. It's a good song. Ten yeah, out of ten. Absolutely. No notes. No notes. Bring me. That um, was a high. My, that episode peaked so early for me. I was like, we should just go back and cut it there. <laughs> what if I release a second version of this episode that's just like and up then to that point? It's done. It just Great. cold cuts off. <laughs> yeah. That, yeah. was, um, that was that was that episode. Again, that that not episode. sure why we named it that, but I guess we can plug the show. The show is at <laughs> uh, gleeaggressive gleeaggressive at gmail If you want to write your long form essays in, um, yep. should what should they write about, Karina? What's the role you were born to play? Of course, of course. Or um, who do you think should tell me every celebrity who you think should play Kaniki? <laughs> yes, or send us your fantasy castings. Of the yeah. Glee Kid universe of different musicals. Yeah, who's doing, who's, how are they doing Into the Woods? Who's Grizabella? Who's Grizabella? This is the question we should always be asking ourselves. It's Mercedes. Yes, it is. <laughs> um, you walk into any room, you scan that room and say, who's Grizabella <laughs> like, Who's here? the Grizabella here? And then you ask immediately, who's the Mr. Mistopheles? Yes. Job interview. Tell me, who do you think is the <laughs> Grizabella of this company? <laughs> oh, well, I'm so glad you asked. <laughs> I um, didn't pl- this is the role I was born to play. Um, <laughs> Absolutely. You're meeting her right now. Yes. Um, um, Ian, where can people find you on the internet? You can find me at iBroski on Twitter and Instagram, at iBrods on TikTok, ianjbrodsky.com. Um, mm-hmm. Oh, also, by the way, Happy New Year, everybody, because when yeah. this releases, it'll be the New Year. Um, wow, we did it. Yeah. Please, uh, if you're in New York, if you're in Brooklyn, come see my show with my band at Pete's Candy Store on January 30th. Where can people yeah. find you, Karina? You can find me at the same place on both Twitter and TikTok, which is at Epic Adventure of. Um, also, make sure to like, comment, rate, and subscribe. Yeah. We haven't plugged that in a while. Um, helps Always people find the show. Um, we've had some really lovely write-ins and some awesome people interacting with us over the socials. So um, uh, if you like our podcast, share it with your friends, your, uh, your, your Glens, your Glee yeah. friends. I don't know. Um, d- help us out. Yeah, it's great, and we love each and every one of you who listens and comments and gives us information that we did not have. Um, for example, shout out to uh, Not Beth from the Kiss Song on Instagram mm-hmm. for letting yeah. us know about Darren Chris' apology letter that he wrote to fans for the episode of The Breakup, which was like a super heartfelt Facebook post that Darren Chris did that was like, thank you for supporting me in this journey and letting me sing my very emotional version of Teenage Dream. It was, like, so sincere. It was so earnest. Just, like, 
wow that we lived in a time where that was something that needed to happen and if it did happen happened on facebook so right we love learning about these sorts of facts that you truly true blue glee fans were uh when you lived you lived the glee yeah so great thanks for joining us for this episode uh you can join us next week oh where we're talking about season four episode six ian it's called Gleese. I know. I can't wait. It's called Gleese. Gleese. Gleese, Gleese is the funniest word in the world. They, Gleese they, is the I, word. That they, they double down on it and you're like, it's Glee Grease. It's Gleese, baby. Yeah, it's Gleese, baby. Oh, shoot. I almost forgot. <laughs> Ian, did this, one, did this episode of Glee make you want to watch Gleese? Actually, yes. Yeah, I actually really enjoyed this episode not overall. How to watch Gleese? And also, yeah, Gleese, duh. Everyone loves Gleese. All right, now I can. Glee, aggressive, glee, glee, aggressive, glee, glee, aggressive.